Let me walk, blessed Lord, in the way thou hast gone, leading straight to the land above. Oh, giving joy everywhere to the sun, yet thy Lord fill my way every day with love oh fill my way every day with love oh as i walk with thy heavenly dove oh let me go all the while with a soul not a smile Let me name by darkness rope. Oh, keep my path free from wrath and my soul satisfied. Fill my way every day with love. Oh, fill my way.
God bless you. Please let us be seated. Well, I'm enjoying being here. Uh, if somebody has never told you this, I'm going to tell you this, that you people are so sweet. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you are nice. Uh, let nobody despise you. <laughs> yeah. The reason why I'm saying so is because you know, I, can, I find the spirit fervent, quick. You know, you are, you are like a car, a new car. And you know when you, you step on the on the on the fuel on the gas, you, you can see the car responding quickly. That's what you do. <laughs> Amen. And uh, last night I was just thinking when I was praying that this church has so much potential for the Lord and zeal for God. I believe that's the reason the devil is fighting you too hard. Because he knows there is something you are going to achieve. Yeah. And the Spirit of God is here to enable you achieve. So that's a purpose. That's uh, partly the reason why I'm here. That I can give you some, something small that can uh, open horizon a little bit to tell you that uh, uh, despite the uh, uh, challenges you are going through there is more hope today than ever been there is more we can accomplish this day more than ever, ever any time in history. And the Spirit of God is here to enable you go through. Amen. You find people who are very zealous for the Lord doing things that you have done here. Uh, in the spirit, they will be able to do even more. And I believe that God is going to lead us to do that. Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Am I being hard back there? I want you to be... Uh, I'm not a really uh, a fiery preacher. I am a kind of slow. Because uh, I, I, I've been a teacher most of my life. 
And uh, what you do in life kind of affects your character. It's like Moses was herding sheep. So when he came to be a prophet, people thought that he was taking them like sheep. So Korah and Dathan asked, No, we also know God. We are not sheep. Don't treat us like sheep. I can't blame Moses. He had been with sheep for 40 years. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So he, can, he tended to treat people that way. And some people were offended. You know we are others. We also can see it. We are not sheep. You know when he was herding sheep. He did not have among sheep anybody to assist him. She, he was the sole shepherd. Until the, the father-in-law told him, now, Moses, you cannot do it alone. The sheep you are hiding were only a few. But you have two million human beings. You, you need to behave more than just a shepherd or sheep. <laughs> Uh, more than uh, being a shepherd of sheep. Keeping human beings is, is more complicated than that. So I'm saying that I was a teacher. And I, I, I tend to behave like a teacher. So I hope you will not feel offended when I do that. Amen. Praise be to God. But now if you can just give me your attention, then we can get somewhere. Yeah, I will not preach for a long time. Uh, what could be the program from, I stop around what time? One. Okay, that's fine. I can stop a little earlier. Then we can worship a little bit. So as we do, those ones who are not here yesterday, I greetings from home. Yeah. Yeah. From my family, my wife, that is, and, and the members of the church. Yeah. I've come to, uh, to sojourn with you. And tell you that we are passing through similar challenges. But we are more than, more than victorious. I've been a believer for around 46 years. But if there is a time I have, I have hope. I think now than ever before. Yeah. I can see more in the in the message. In the promises of the word of God. More than ever. So let us be encouraged. Yeah, God is doing more now. It may look very quiet. 
You know, some people will say that now, believers, you are divided. Well, but God is still doing something. Nothing happens for nothing. Everything happens for a reason. So let us just forge ahead. And God is leading the way. I'm going to pick right from where I was yesterday. Uh, uh, to read the book of Acts. Uh, chapter 6, I think. And... Uh, Chapter 6, I think that I just want to read one verse. Acts chapter 6, verse 8, 9 and 10. And before we do, let us pray. Kindly Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before thy holy presence, knowing that you are here, for it is written, wherever two or three are gathered in there in their meeting. So, Heavenly Father, uh, come down in our midst and bless this word that was written by the Holy Spirit. May you, may you open our utterances and, and our understanding. Let that, let that word be a lamp to our feet. A guide for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll ask sister and brother to, to read it. The rest will read it, I believe, up there. Stefano, we are Julie Chisa Namani, Nakorang, Yama Giro, no one over Nene Mubantu. Naye, never muita Nene Bayimuka, Abantu Abamu. Nabe kunganido, eritiwa, eriaba, eriaba riveteino, neriaba kuleni, neriaba le, neriaba le gizendedia, neriaba, neriaba kirukia, neriaba sia, ngabawakana ne Stefano, sote bainza kusobola magezi, no moyo via kozesa, via yogeza. May the Lord add blessing the reading of his word. Please let us be seated. Praise be to God. Yeah, we will start right where we were yesterday. I want us to put our, our, our eyes on this dear brother called Stephen. And we said yesterday, Stephen was the peak. Stephen the, the best that the first church could ever produce. An, an ideal believer. 
that could uh, 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 serve to, to fit exactly the purpose of God in a believer in his age. He did all that the gospel required him to do. Yeah, and he was, he was able to, to let us say, to, to, to meet the challenge of his day. A man who was equipped to answer any question to meet the challenge of his day for anywhere. Whether it be in the church, whether it be outside the church, God had equipped him to be a representative of him on earth in that in his generation. And that is the purpose of the gospel. To equip the believer to be the representative of God in his age. That that believer can do in his age what Jesus could have done when he was here in flesh. He was the hope of his generation. That was a good example for a Christian. Praise to God. He was so well equipped was a man that lived beyond his generation. It's like a man uh, living a man the way you are now today. But you are living in the times when Uganda got independence, 1962 there. With the understanding that you have now, you are living in those days. You know, people will not understand you. You do things that people find queer. But the Spirit of God always, always lifts the believer. Generations ahead of the present. That's why the, that's the reason they are misunderstood in their generation. Because they are able to see farther than the rest of the people. They respond to issues that they see which the rest of the people are not seeing. And people misunderstand them. That's an example of a believer of today. You live today, but you understand issues as if it is generation ahead of you. You will never be understood. But after a while, when the other generation come, people can now understand that, oh, we can see there is what he was doing. Because the Spirit of God gives revelation. 
It enables us to see more than the ordinary eyes can see. That's what the gospel is supposed to do to you and me. To make us live a generation ahead of the rest. Now the first church. The church of the apostles. Uh, using the doctrine, the church order, and the leadership of the Holy Spirit was able to raise uh, Stephen to that level. A man that was beyond the rest of them. And yet, like we said yesterday, you know, uh, uh, the, the word of God builds the stature of a perfect man. You are supposed to be built to perfection. And that is Second Peter, I think, chapter 1 from verse 5. There. Where it is written. I think, uh, Sita, you can put there that first Peter chapter. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 5 there. So that we read it. Now you have these facilities, we could, uh, we could all read it together. Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 5. Ah, and beside this, giving all diligence to add to your faith virtue and your virtue knowledge. Olinyolo kutano, na yeiro rechu chenyini, we mule itakuruwa mwe okufuwa kona, kukukiriza kwa mwe, muongiranga ko oburunji, inegamba burunji, inegamba manyi, muongiranga ko amanyi, ilane kumanyi gamwe okutegira. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and patience, godliness. And to brother, uh, godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. A perfect Christian in these last days. He is, is supposed to be built those seven stages. Up to brotherly kindness. Then charity is God Himself coming down. But now, if you read this scripture of the uh, book of Acts, Stephen was a man full of faith. And full of power. That gives us to the second virtue, the second stage. Full of faith, the foundation stone. Then added on it power. Then stopped there. So the first church was only able. Yasobola. To build a believer to the level of Stephen. And a Christian build to those two levels only. Just look at what he could do. Ah. 
Just from stage one, stage two, look at what, what a man like that could do. A man that was, uh, could not be understood. A man that could not be understood. Fulfill the commission of God. We are supposed to go up to the seven. We are supposed to build up to the seven stages. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. Are you with us? Yeah. If the church of Peter was able to rise up to raise up Stephen, Then it, we are expected in the church today not to go up to the second one, but to go up to the seventh one. That is the only thing that will be able to meet the challenge of this day. For God, for, for it is written, and when the spirit, when the and when the spirit of the devil comes like a flood, he comes to 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 cover people like a flood. God, it is promised that God will raise up a standard. Yeah, to counter him. And you know that in the Bible, the standard is not the level. In the, in the Bible, standard just means it's something like a flag. Flag. A flag. Yeah. And that flag or that flag is an anointing. A special anointing. When the enemy comes to cover people like a flood, or all kinds of, of, of evil, among people today, God releases an anointing to counter. So the flood of the enemy today is more than it was in the times of Stephen. Now, so now today God has to raise an anointing to be able to counter it. So for two levels, at two levels, uh, Stephen was able to counter. Stephen But the more came, more of the enemy came. We are supposed to raise up to the seventh. Raise up to God. Raise up to the seventh. Because if you don't do that, you will not be able to counter the, 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 the onslaught of the enemy. It is heavy. It soaks every corner. <laughs> it has destroyed the family life. It has destroyed all human institutions. 
You know, you know in America, America, they say Bagamba. It is very dangerous, it's very risky for a young man to marry. Imagine Mary to them is a very risky business. You know, an ordinary young man that has some property, you dare not marry. Because if you do, you're getting yourself in a very bad trap. Let not, not something like that happen in Uganda. But it is coming. Yeah. It has destroyed family life. It has destroyed school. Maybe here in Kampala schools are doing better. In Kenya is chaos. Hospitals, it has destroyed hospitals. Maybe you are okay here. It's chaos. Yeah. Doctors will just operate on you for the purpose of getting money. Even when you did not need any operation. Just to get money. So every human institution is now corrupted by the evil. Every. And that flood is, is coming over the church. If you are not equipped you will not be able to make it. Yeah, not just people who are trying. People who are fully equipped it. for it. It has conquered everywhere. It has conquered denominations. Now the believer, you watch out. It is not business as usual. Business, <laughs> we must have, we must, we must go another step. We cannot be doing what we were doing recently. And they expect the same results. Yeah, if there is something we should do, we do it more. That's the reason people are wondering what is happening. It's because. Well, there's a difference. The enemy has come. In a, in a stronger way. Yeah, you cannot just be a, be a Christian the way you used to be. We have to climb higher. We, we have to get into the anointing. Into the power of God. Like Stephen. Stephano. But now imagine. Stephen, if he lived in our day. Stephen Just to the level he was. He could not manage it. Yeah, that standard cannot manage today. But we can, we must, we can, we must have Stephen. And build on. 
You know there is, there's an idea in the church in, in the message that oh those things we are beyond those things. <laughs> we have something higher. You know we are trying to to, 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 to dodge somewhere. To skip a certain level. And get somewhere higher. But that's, that doesn't work. There is a man in America, a very, very, very rich man in America called. I think he's called Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Is that like is that the name, Josiah? He's building rockets. Yeah, he built rockets to go to wherever. He's now not building bicycles and, and those small things. He, he's building rockets. Spiritually speaking, we are at that level. Building rockets. But now, watch. You cannot expect that mask. To build rockets, if he can't build a car. Well, a car is behind there, yes. But before he builds rockets, he should be able to build the perfect car. So believers, you cannot say we are in the ego age and you cannot do simple things Pentecostals were doing. No. Before that man can build rockets, build for us a perfect car. And he does it. He can build a machine called a car. He's among people who build those cars they call remote control cars. Yes, cars were there. Cars were there at, at, around the time the Pentecostal started. Or, during, or somewhere around during the times of Wesley. And you can't leave a car. You cannot say I'm building a record. And then I can't build a car. No. To build a rocket, I should be able to build a perfect car. So in this church, we could have people who are perfect Stephen. If you have Stephen here, then we can build something higher. If we cannot build Stephen, let us go back and find out how to build Stephen first. Then we can add on him. Amen. So let us find out how did Stephen come to where he was? What, what was in that first church that built Stephen to that level? Yeah, and the prophet preached something he called, leaving Jesus behind. 
You know, people go so far. But they have left something behind. Something very essential behind. And where we are as believers, when we examine ourselves, it is not as good as we want it to be. There is something we have left behind. Isn't that true? About 75 years ago, 76 or so years ago, in 1946, uh, the angel of the Lord came down to William Branham and gave him a gift of healing that could conquer any sickness on the, uh, uh, with, around people. And for 20 years, when the prophet was here, those ones who are close to him were not worried about cancer because there was a solution. When Jesus was here, he did signs and wonders. And he promised those that believe him greater works, greater. Not less. When Moses was here, did signs and wonders, Joshua did greater, not less. When, 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 when Elijah was here, he did wonders, signs and wonders. But the believer Elisha, Elisha, following him, did greater. When Brother Branham was here, Brother Branham manifested God in a very wonderful way. Believers of this message should do greater. If they are not doing greater, we find that why? Yeah, we should do greater. Yeah, we should raise the dead even more. Yeah. Not less, more. Those the words of Jesus Christ. If we are not doing it, we have to find out why. Yeah. We, we should have people filled with the Holy Ghost even more. We should have even greater faith. Not less, if it is not working out that, the problem is not with the promises. The problem is not with the God. The problem is likely our approach to it. So we should go back and find out where did we not do right, right. And may God open our eyes to do that. Yeah, because God does not change his way of why is it harder today than, than it was before? Why would a believer 
Somebody got saved, believed the message. Read the message, the depth. After a few years, when he meets challenges, and challenges are about to come, are about to come. Challenges are bound to come. We should be we should have the ability to meet challenges even more. The older you are, the more experienced you are, you should be able to meet challenges even more. But I've seen older people kind of discouraged going back to the mess they used to they came from. Which means that is something that is lacking in their lives. Like it was in the times of the apostles when they told the, 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 the multitude look around you and find people who have these qualities. Bring them that we make them a, a, a deacons. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of faith. Of good reputation. Well, this is full of, of, of the Holy Ghost. Full, full of faith. How, do, how are they acquired? By Stephen, the rest of them. Maybe there's somewhere we have dodged somewhere. We've dodged it. Yeah, we have. Uh, and we have to go back to it. Oh, praise be to God. The, the, this message is supposed to build a man of that stature. Maybe the, the place to look for a problem with us, let us go to the start. How did you get saved? Yeah. How, how did you get saved? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you are a child of a believer. And they went to church, went to church. We called your sister. We called your brother. You knew how to dress well. You know how to behave. You also knew how to read the message. Then became a believer. Is that the way they started? If they didn't start like that, and that's the way you started, I can see the reason why you're not going far. Because you miss the ingredient. Something that was supposed to be implanted right at the beginning. That should sustain you through. So if there's a problem later, let us look for that ingredient that was lacking. Because the start is important. 
That's the reason why. When, when God wanted to use Paul in a strong way to make him a, a very firm believer with the character to be able to fight enemies to, to stand for Christ to stand against all opposition Look at how he started he started with Paul. <laughs> yeah, on the road to Damascus. He started in a way that you could not forget it. Paul could never forget the rest of his life. Look at the way he started it. That start is important. Because he didn't plan something in you. That you can never forget it. When all argument is finished. You can still go back to the start. And say that I was him. I know him. Yeah. Being a believer is not just about knowing the, the doctrine. It is the experience of the start. Then you can build on, on it something. If it is hollow, if it is hollow, you cannot build something on something hollow. When that, 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 that hollow, that space, it remains in your life. An unfilled space, it remains in your life. When you meet challenges, you, have, you are lacking something that can counter it. The goodness here is, we can always go back and make a start. That's the goodness of the Bible. Because uh, anywhere on the road there is something about the start should reflect it. There is something about the start that should be reflected through. Until Paul would say when he is confronted by the Pharisees he told them brethren I was not disobedient <laughs> to the heavenly vision. I was a Pharisee like you. I was taught by your teachers. But one day yeah. it is not something that I have just come up with. I was one of you. I reasoned like you. But one day yeah. wow. One day something happened that is not me. It came from heaven. And you remember when he speaks like that. All opposition will be quiet. Because that is something you cannot answer. Ah, that is the foundation. 
That is something you can go back and hold yourself And I and say no gamba. I may not explain it. But I know God is real. Like it's written in the, in the book of Hebrews. Whoever comes to God must believe that he is. Whoever comes to God must be aware that God actually is. God is not just a teaching. God is not just a thought. God is real. That is the strength of whoever comes to God. Must realize must have come to a realization what, uh, 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 that God that I'm worshipping is there. He is real. I met him. Yeah, he talked to me. It is not a thought. It is not something I invented. God is real. <laughs> That is the most important revelation to any believer. You cannot go anywhere. Without that revelation. That God of heavens is real. He's just as real as this brother. He talks. He hears. He sees. Alaba. Oh, hallelujah. He even feels my feeling. God feels what I'm feeling. When I am sad, God can feel my feeling. I am not alone. The God of heaven is here. Understands me. Feels my feeling. That is the rock of the start of Christian journey. That is where you should start from. Then build on. If it is not started that way, you are building on air. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Don't just build on air. God of heaven is real. <clears throat> right from the Garden of Eden, whenever God came to a human being to worship uh, to, to fellowship with a man. He came as a man. He didn't come as a teaching. He didn't come as a thought. He came like a man actually walking. Whenever God fellowshiped with the people, He came in the realm. That, that you can relate with. You can hear. You can see. You can feel. You can talk to. And you can talk back to. 
until in the garden of Eden. And when God was coming to fellowship with Adam and Eve. And they had sinned. And they had sinned. They hid from God. You can imagine hiding from God. And when God comes there, and when God comes at the place of fellowship, hey, Adam, Adam, where are you? Imagine you are hiding away from God. No, I'm hiding somewhere. Where? Behind these leaves. Imagine God asking, where are you hiding? Why? Because to come and fellowship with, with a human being, God comes in the natural. In the natural, the way you are. To fellowship with you. Yeah, um, we are hiding here. And we heard the sound of you coming. You could hear the sound coming. The Spirit of God covers space, yes. But when he comes to fellowship with a human being, he puts on a theophany, a body, a body, to relate with you. A body that has feelings that can feel the way you are feeling that you can talk to. He hears and talk back to you. That's how God ever fellowship with a human being. That was so with Abraham. That was so with Moses. But in the days, in the days of, 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 of Mary, he finally came himself among you and lived like you and fed like you and did things like you. That's how God has done every time. And he's going to do the same thing this, this, this evening. Notice the, the, the ministry of Joshua. For, for, for Moses, it was a pillar of fire. It was a cloud. It was thunder. It was smoke. It was uh, supernatural things. But for Joshua, there emerged a man. There might a man stood there and told Joshua, I have now in these last days there has been a pillar of fire there have been things like that but in these last days in the ministry of the last days Jesus now is a man himself Manifesting as a man. Coming to your life as a man. Talking to you. Hearing you. Feeling you are feeling. Christian life. 
God, the start of Christian life, brother sister, brother sister, is you meeting that man. This morning we ask him, is that man that real to you? Do you know him as a man? Is a man? It, the message, is it just a thought? A doctrine? A good sensible teaching? That's not good enough. No. From teachings. From good thoughts. From good feelings. There stands a man. Talk to you. And you talk to him. Man. With a sword. With a power. That is with you. He is the one who will meet the challenge of this day. You cannot do it yourself. It will take him in your life. The ministry of Joshua, Joshua. Where Jesus himself has come down. Yes, as a man. Where you meet him. As an individual. Do you know him? Yeah. So that's where we left him. Somebody asked. What is wrong with the church today? Do you see that man? The one we have talked about. You left him somewhere. Yeah, you left him somewhere. Because if he is with you, he will do he will do the same things he has ever done. If he is not doing it, you have left him. But, but it's not because he is far. But it is like this. Jesus said. The presence of God unrecognized. Uh -huh. He is here. But you don't recognize him. And the moment you still don't recognize him. He will not do what he's supposed to do until you recognize him. Time has come. So the believer. To be able to recognize him. The presence of God. Not just as a teaching. Not just as a good idea. But as a man. I know he's here. Until Brother Branham would say. Well. Uh, uh, I'm about to pray for the sick. Then he will talk about a few things. Then brethren, uh, people, then he will tell brothers. I know you people are wondering, why, why, why are you not going straight to the point? I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting. Until he is here. Him. is here. And when he is here, then I can move on. Then it's no longer me. But it is him. 
Do you know that was an example for us? That we should reach a point where God is so real in your life that you cannot do anything without Him. Why, why do we make mistakes? And Jesus did not make mistakes. Why do we live in fear? You know, people live in fear. In uncertainty. The reason why they are not certain because they don't know it's there. But if you know God of heaven that created the heaven and earth that has all the power that uh, can do anything. For the Bible says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? I, the Lord, can do anything. Supposing you know that that God that can do anything is here with me. Why would you fear anything? Why would you be afraid of any evil? If he's here. There is a, that that, that uh, manifestation of uncertainty and fear. It shows people are not sure that he's there. But when you are sure he's there. Nothing can scare you. That's what Jesus showed us. He was so much in fellowship with the Father. The, the Father was always here. That anything that he wants to do, he could look and see the Father doing it. And he waits to see when the father doing it. Then he does what the father is doing. And he never was wrong. Faith. Perfect faith. That one will have jumped ahead a little bit. But perfect faith is the ability to see what the father is doing. Then if you then then you can do it. Because what the father is doing Jesus never did anything until he sees what the father is doing. He never did for anything for himself. But he had such a fellowship with the father and what the father is doing he does. Even when he smeared the, the, the uh, mud on the eyes of the blind man it was not his thought. He looked. He saw in a vision. The father is smearing mad to ice. And he did likewise. And it was always perfect. Brother Branham was a man of great faith. Brother Branham was a man of great faith. What was the source of that great faith? He was a man with a lot of problems like all of, all of us. But once 
God showed him a vision. Maybe he was going to pray for the sick. Uh, and he sees a vision. The man that is going to pray for is whole. Yeah, God has healed him his whole. He sees the job that he's going to do. In the heaven is finished. He the moment he sees in heaven it is finished. No, no, nothing could stand before him. He was able to pronounce Thus says the Lord. Because it is finished in heaven. And the moment is finished in heaven. And the moment the work is finished in heaven and confirmed to be so, no demons in hell could change what God has done in heaven. So he could comfortably do it here. Because he's already finished in heaven. His work was perfect. The, 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 the source of perfect faith is the revelation of what God has done in heaven. <laughs> then it is revealed to you. Nothing can stop it. That was an example to us. So we got to start with fast. Knowing him. Being in fellowship with him. And as you walk with him. And as you walk with God. What do you see him doing? What he reveals to you is doing. That becomes the, 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 the start of your perfect faith. Then you are not guessing about it. Because he has said it. And his work is finished. And it cannot be opposed. And it is a Now that, that is Philip. Now, no, that's now going beyond Philip. We will go beyond Philip. But how do we start with Philip? There is something that we left somewhere. Yeah, there's something that I believe you are ignoring somewhere. How did you start it? Did we start with a, just a teaching? Was it an idea? Or was it a man? Did you start with a man? Or did you start with a teaching? Let, those who succeeded started with a man. Yeah. Because to know him, not to know about him, it is to know him. Oh, hallelujah. That is a life. You know, sometimes we say we know him. But you really actually know him. You know, you know, like I said yesterday, if we say if you say we know him, there's just some very simple test we shall do. If you say we know the, the president of Uganda, Uganda Museveni, let Museveni stand or on the road there. 
And you are standing there with a group of people. And Museven is looking at you people. Like this. Did you say you know him? Uh, can you talk? talk? <laughs> Can you talk to him? We will know whether you know him or not. not. Amen? Amina. Do you know him? Come here. Put your knees down here. Let me hear how you talk to him. You show me whether you know him or not. Are you, talk, are you talking to somebody you know? Or, or are you talking to somebody you are imagining? There's a difference talking to somebody you are imagining and somebody you know. The very first, the very first uh, 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 proof that somebody knows God let him pray. Listen to him pray. Is he talking to somebody he knows? Or somebody is imagining? And unfortunately, that is one of the greatest weaknesses of a believer. Prayer. It is not how long you are praying. It is not the quantity of prayer. It is the quality of prayer. Yes. How did Brother Branham get to know uh, 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 the Lord? Brother Branham, not from a teaching, but he got to know him from talking to him. From speaking to him. Yeah. And he said somewhere. I am happy. God got hold of me before the church got hold of me. And the problem is not that the church is wrong. But he had an experience of God before, before he got mixed up with the church. Even if the teaching of the church was right, he had the experience of God before he, 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 he got to know about the church. The church only taught him about the man he met somewhere. <laughs> The church taught him about that man. But he was aware of that man. Because whoever comes to God must be aware that God is. The God of heaven is. The God of heaven is. You know, Uganda, Uganda nowadays are getting to hear Kiswahili. He's here. He's a man, he's there. <laughs> then I can start learning about you. That's a good start. That's where people get saved. That's how people get saved. So now the problem we have here is when people come to this message, are we getting them to the church? Are we getting them to Christ? Yes. 
When you have finally come to church, have you come to a man? Or have you come to an idea? Or have you come to a teaching? A teaching is fine. A good idea is fine. Um, but uh, about a teaching about a man. Have you come to be taught about a man? Or did you or, or did you meet the man? Then you are getting to learn about that man. Praise be to God. Those who started the very initial step of starting it is, is the awareness. Of a man. Yeah. That God is there. God is alive. Then he starts, he starts revealing himself more. In his character. In his, uh, in, in his behavior. In his power. Then you can start building the, the building blocks. God is there. Then you start the first block. Faith. Then on to faith. Virtue. Then on to virtue. Knowledge. Building on something. Not building on space. Oh, hallelujah. We have to bring back to where they meet Jesus at the pool, at the altar. Oh, praise be to God. You know, sometimes it's good for us to find out uh, at the end of the day, where did they, where, 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 where the people who met Jesus Christ, hey, like the brother Branham. If you say Muchirunji, where did they get to meet him? They got to meet him as an individual. <laughs> At the altar. Every man as a person. At the altar. You remember sometimes when people got saved. They had experience of getting saved. <laughs> yeah. You know that experience of getting saved. They may not have seen an idea. Well, they may not see a, a vision. They may not have felt something move on their back. But in their spirit, they experienced something. That's something that they, they experienced. It sustains them. Yeah. And where is it found? It is found on your knees at the altar. Oh, praise be to God. That is one of the greatest weakness of a believer. The weakness, the greatest weakness is that effort, that focus of a Christian, of a believer, on his knees. If you are not able to get success on your knees, because that's where he's found, 
Where is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ found? Not in a crowd. And not when I'm teaching it. Teaching is pointing you to eat. But after it has been pounded, a believer, as an individual, must come to Calvary, put your knees down, until God is real personal. That's where it Until that one has been done, Get this man to continue with the journey. Of course, he will meet challenges. But when the road starts getting steep, you will find his engine start smoking. He is not able to climb the hill. There is an ingredient that was missed at the start. And unless it is there, the engine has no power to climb the hill. It is lacking something. And it is found by every individual alone at Calvary on their knees where you meet the man and the man is real to you that is all where it starts from oh may God help us because if you don't get it there no matter how much you build on we have seen people uh, uh, come into this message and they learn a lot you know this message here has got 1,112 something and the whole storehouse is here and you find people with quotes and quotes and quotes but uh, when they meet just a simple challenge simple challenge they don't go anywhere what has happened the problem is not with the quotes but what are you building what are you building the quotes over are you building the quotes over build the quotes over the person, the revelation of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. He, he is revealed. You know that God that I'm worshiping is there. The goodness of knowing that God of heaven is there and is real. When you are a young man, and you are a college. And you are in a place where Christians are not there. You are in a situation where there are other people. When you, when you stretch your hand to do that which is not evil. Which is evil. You remember it's there. When another thought comes in your mind. That is not right. You remember his there. Like Brother Branham. Brother Branham. When he would start doing something wrong. He would hear. 
He is here. Wari. <laughs> when he would want to go wrong. He is here. Wari. He did not depend. He did, the prophet as a young man. He did not depend on the just a conviction of the mind to sustain him. No. The conviction that I think God is there. And God doesn't like these things to be done. No, he didn't rely on that. Because you get in a situation that will change your mind. The, the problem of having intellectual faith. The faith that comes from knowing it intellectually. You cannot rely on your intellectual. Because something that will come that will change your mind. You knew it but it changes your mind. But with that that he had, even if this mind is changed, even when the girl that he was walking with says that, ah, you mean you cannot smoke? Ah. Then don't waste my time. Definitely it changes his mind. Definitely, it changes his mind. Did you hear what I said? The girl that he was going with when he was a young man. And you can know the, 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 the activities of her, the thought of a young person. Around girls, around You know how important a girl is? And God has told him, don't smoke. It is taught in the Bible, in the, in the church. In our church, we don't smoke. We don't dance. We don't. It is in your mind. Yeah, the teaching is in your mind. But there is something that is stronger to convince your mind. Like the passion you have to a girl. It is stronger. Then she says, Well, if you don't smoke, then don't waste my time. Her words are stronger, have a greater impact on your human mind. It will definitely change your mind. So if you are Christian, if you are, you rely on, your Christian relies on the conviction of the mind, it cannot be stable. It will change. That's why when you get to a tempting situation, you cannot sustain. If you rely on the intellectual faith to sustain you, it cannot sustain intellectual but he had made a man not the mind he had made a man no matter what the mind is saying it doesn't change the reality this is our wall 
This world is a reality. Even if I have an illusion that there is no wall there. But this one is a reality. <laughs> if I had an illusion that there's no wall there and say, ah, there's no wall, and I ran and I hit Singing my head. And I hit my head on the wall. Now, next time I'm going there, I will not rely on my illusions. I will rely on my reality that there is a wall. Nothing will change that fact that there is a wall. There was a reality God in heaven lives. He spoke to me in a tree. I saw him. No matter what the girlfriend is saying. No matter what the people are saying. I know God is real. No matter what my mind is saying, I know God is real. That one is what will sustain me. Yeah. For when God wants to use a man, he put in something in him. him. The change of mind cannot change it. That's why those who come to God must believe that he is. It should be revealed to him that God is. He should come to the realization that God is. I know this desk is. It, I know it is because I can hit it. I can see it. But if I was not using my senses, I could still know that it is there. Somehow it would be a reality to me. Revelation is when it becomes a reality. Yeah. Those who come to God, it must become a reality to them that God is real. God is there before you go anywhere. Before you even talk about teaching. The God of heaven is real. A fool says in his heart that God is not there. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. That impact in the beginning that is found by every one man, every woman individually at the point of contact with him at the altar. Because God is a man. He has always revealed to people as a man. Where you can talk to him, he hears you and he talks back to you and you realize that it's a man talking to me. It is not an idea passing in my mind. Somebody talk to me. That's what would take a young man 
through temptation. That's what will take an old man through temptation. When things have become hard. And everything is contrary. It does not annul that fact. That there is a man and is here. I may not feel him. I may not see by the eyes. But he is there. The greatest revelation of the Bible is the revelation to an individual that God is there. Yeah. And it becomes a reality to you. First of all, a reality in your spirit. And later on, a reality to your senses. That God is there. Before you do that, you are building on quicksand. Because it can be changed. Because it can be changed from what it is supposed to be. Oh, praise be to God. Where was that? Where was that one supposed to be? Where does the start to be? At the altar. At the place of prayer. <laughs> Now, let, let us just go slowly. We are not in a hurry. Now, because what we do here is that uh, I think God is, uh, the, the, the human beings, we are living God somewhere. Those people who had that kind of experience, where did they find it? When you are here, what brought you here? A good teaching? That is fine. But not good enough. Yeah. Oh, my parents go to that church. That's, that's a good direction. But not good enough. Anything else? I, I heard the way this message is being I think that's the best teaching. I can count any other denomination with this message. That is good. That's not good enough. Because when you have that kind of thing and challenges come on the way, you cannot sustain that challenge by an argument. You cannot, you cannot be able to counter by a reasoning. That's why a number of believers they get older they get older and they make challenges and they don't seem to get an answer. They this message doesn't seem to give them an answer. For example, young people, there are challenges like marriage and you have believed all this message all along. And there's a question in your mind. Maybe about the marriage. Maybe about the job. Maybe about these things. And you don't get the challenges from the message. Yeah, you see the world is prospering around you. And you say, you ask yourself, what is it in this message that I'm getting? 
And if it continues for some time, it results in frustration. And frustration because the issue you are talking about, you are needy. You are a needy. And you need real answers. You don't want explanations. When you are hungry, people cannot explain to you about food. Good explanation about food is good. But at the end of the explanation, I want the real food. Challenges are supposed to receive true, I mean, concrete answers. Not painted fire. Yeah, reality. We cannot live on theories. Yeah, we must have reality. Which means this message must produce Reality. If we say God heals, we must see him healing. If we tell young girls, God will provide a husband, it must be real. She would ask you, what is the approach? As a pastor, I should be able to tell you. Step one, two, three, four. Which year you get an answer. If she faithful follows that one, she should be able to get an answer. It is not about guessing. Brother Branham Yagamba. If God healed the first man, and another man comes sick and comes in the same in the same way. Yeah, in the same circumstances to God. God is duty bound to heal you the way he healed the first man. Or else is not fair. And if it's not fair, it's not God. Our God is real. What he did to somebody yesterday, if you come the same way, you can say, you can tell God, God, you healed a man yesterday. And I have come the same way. God is duty bound. If he is God, to heal you, to do to you the way he did yesterday, we must find God that is that real. If God is not that real, you backslide somewhere. There was a man called King Saul. King Saul. There was a time when God did not become very real. He saw God in dreams. It was just blank. He saw God in prophets. 
This now answer he was getting. He was he sought God if there was a vision. It was quiet. Then he went to the Urim Thummim. God speaks something. Are you are you alive? Speak something. I am in need. I am desperate. He did not get an answer. You know what he did? He turned to a witch. Because he was desperate. A human being you cannot sustain on your own. You must, you must find help somewhere. A believer. If you don't find God. And is that real to you? Whether you like it or not. You'll find a solution somewhere. That's why they turn to witches. That's why people fall. Not because they didn't believe the message. But because it's not real. They are needy. And yet they don't get the answer. I mean, you are hungry. You are needy. And you have gone to church. Find God in the church. And you didn't get an answer. Somehow you have to find an answer. Even what you don't believe in, you, you are forced to. Not because they didn't believe it. Yeah, King Saul did not believe about witches. He destroyed them, he chased them out. He didn't believe in them. But when he read, uh, he read, when he read somewhere, and where that help, his help, where he should come from, it wasn't coming. He had to find a help somewhere. He had to turn to the witch. That one explains why. People turn around and do things they were not doing initially. You know the reason why? God is not real to them. God is real. God is supposed to be real. Real where you can you can feel him. You can touch him. When you are in trouble, you can access to him. You can call and hear him answer. Then it's real. If it's not like that, and you are a human being, you reach a place where it is desperate. You look for a solution. And the solution is not good. That's, where, that's why many young people, because God is not that real, they are forced to. Look for a solution somewhere. Because where they are looking for help, it doesn't know. So, so the solution to them is bring them to a state. Just bring them to a place where first God becomes real to them. 
where they can say don't the, the pastor preaches well this time is not the pastor it's not my father it is not brother so and so when I was kneeling somebody spoke to my heart somebody touched me I know he's there <laughs> I have heard about him. I have been taught about him. But now I know he is there. The revelation of the person of God in your life is the first pillar that you start with. Then build around it. If it is not there in place, ah, you, you find that it's lacking somewhere. There's a, a hill you find that you not climb. But when he's real, Talk to him. You know he's there. Even when you are in trouble. Even when you are lacking. Even when you have no food in your house. Your mind goes back. To that day. You met him in Calvary. And you say Lord. But I still know you are there. One day you spoke to me. I heard you. I know you touched my heart. I know even now. In my trouble. You are there. That's the foundation of a Christian. Unless you come to that point. There's not very far you can go. Oh, praise be to God. So let us bring God back to the camp. Yes, let us bring back to the camp. Until God is a reality to everybody. How do I know that he is real to you? It's not a mystery. How do I know that to you, your Christian life, God is real? If you are in trouble, no, well, let's put it this way. If there are challenges in your life and in your character you show insecurity, that means you feel this protection not there. You feel that you are alone. That's a sign you don't know him. To know him is not necessarily getting solution. No. Not, not necessarily getting a solution to your problem. But to know him is a realization that is here. And that realization, it is not something you can fake. 
When a person knows that the protection is there, you can see that confidence. You can see that boldness. You can see that peace in the midst of trouble. They are in trouble, but they are still peaceful. And you cannot fake it. Either it is there, Either somebody is there and you feel it is there then you can settle you can just get settled in your mind but if he is not there you can't pretend there will be fear there will be panic your decision will be erratic your decision. You'll be attempted to touch on the wrong. Because you are panicking. But when you know that he is there, even if it is in the midst of trouble, you are just settled. I know he's here. That is the basic. That's the, the foundation of a Christian. When Christians have not come to that point, no matter how much you have taught them, the teaching just evaporates. When there is trouble, teaching just evaporates. Oh, praise be to God. Let us bring them there. At the place where a man is made. Praise be to God. There is a meeting point of a worshiper with the creator. And when he comes there, he will be like in the Garden of Eden. Adam, 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 where are you? Yeah, he cries and you hear his voice. And you he hear yeah, my Lord. God has not changed. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a reality. And whoever is trusting for God, he can be found. Yeah, he's found. Oh, praise be to God. You know, uh, sometimes when we look at these messages, and we are trying to find out, sometimes the way we have gone with, the, with, the, with the God, what is wrong somewhere? Where did we find, where did we leave this Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, we left him somewhere. What, what is the sign that you left him somewhere? Insecurity. If you reach a place and you backslide and find yourself stretching your hand to touch on the wrong, that, that, that is a sign that you are not secure. If you are satisfied, if you are secure, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you have no want, 
Why are you stretching your hand to touch the wrong? The reason why you are touching the wrong is because you are experiencing a want. And that kind of luck, you are lacking some, something that you can touch. You, you can feel something that camouflages you. And that something is him. Yeah. So the first thing is to reach a place where you know you are in his presence. Then you are secure. Then there is no issue of backsliding. You know, sometimes challenges come in a family. Funeral. Or if it's a sister. The husband is backsliding. He is, he is molesting her. Uh, so, I mean, if she has no security, <laughs> she will look for something else. She will look for an alternative. There are many alternatives. But, if she knows, one day, I met a man who spoke to me that he loves me. That he knows me. You know what she will do? She will go to that corner where she was kneeling and she met him. Then she will come she, in that corner she will say that Lord I have come again. Talk to me. She knows where she found the solution. She will go back to where she found the solution. And stay there. And you God who spoke to her comes back and speaks to her. Jesus is the answer. And she knows where she found him. Nothing will terrorize her. Because she knows where the answer was found. That's right. But if she has never found that one, she will be insecure. Oh, praise be God. Amen. Isn't it good to find a place like that? God is nice. You cannot seek for him and fail to get him. He is not found from very far. And where is he found? On your knees. At prayer. That's where the prophet found him. On his knees. When he sought God, when he thirsted for God, God did not disappoint him. Yeah, God did not disappoint him. He came to where he was. Then we come to this statement. God is not known by a teaching. Yeah. You would read the whole messages from uh, 48 to Please continue reading. But God is not found like that. 
That is learning about him. That is not knowing God, that person that appeared to Adam and Eve in the, day, in the, in the Garden of Eden and came walking in the bush is not, is not knowing by being taught the way I'm teaching. Maybe my, my preaching may be good. But after I have preached, you will not have known God. No, no. My preaching is only pointing to. Ah, brother. Well, such preaching until I God is not like that. I'm only pointing. After I have pointed that the place where it is found is there. Go there. And personally. Because he will be there waiting for you. Personally. Meet him. Don't stand on your feet. Until you have met him. That's where they meet him. That's where it starts. What, what will it do? Wherever you are. In darkness. In the light. In temptation, the press, that presence will always be with you. It will remind you when you want to stretch your hand to the evil. And will tell you, where are you going? No, Lord, I know you are here. When you are in trouble, when you are needy, you can talk to him. Lord, I'm here, I want to do something like that. What do I do? I know you are here, answer me. And you know that voice. Because you got to know that voice. And it speaks to you. It tells you don't stop there, step here. That is the way to go. That's a person who knows you. Because the Bible says, do not rely upon your own understanding. Not upon your own mind. But rely on his leadership. Not on your mind. But on his mind. As he is leading you. But he cannot lead you. Until it is a reality. Until you can hear when he speaks to you. You can hear when he talks to you. So first, you must be familiar with him and understand his language. Because God in heaven has a language. You must know his language. How will you know his language unless he is talking to you? That he may lead you. Before people reach that stage, their life is not stable. They are not holding anywhere. A teaching, they have a teaching in their lives. But the teaching, as good as it is, it only builds an intellectual faith. 
Intellectual faith. Not faith of an experience. And faith is a revelation. You can say I know something by reasoning it out. I know something by calculating and uh, this this plus this is equal to this. So this must be this. Therefore I know that is intellectual. But the, the experience of faith is coming to the reality of it. That this one is a tablet. Yeah, a tablet. <laughs> There are some people who know a tablet by reading the books. Amen. There are people who know about the tablet by reading from the books and hearing it from somebody who has a tablet. Yeah, in a way you know a tablet, yes. But not good enough. But there is somebody who has a tablet. That's different. Yeah. We must come when it must be a reality like that. One is called intellectual faith. Because faith is a revelation. Faith is being revealed to you. The re coming to the reality that this is a tablet. Yeah. Coming to the reality that this is a tablet. To you that reality can come from reading about it. Hearing about it. That's called uh, intellectual faith. But that again, that reality, which is called faith, it can come by actually handling one. That one is called practical experience faith. The faith by experience. One is intellectual. That doesn't go very far. And one is solid. We need the one which is solid. We, know, we want to know Jesus Christ by solid. By handling it. Not by just hearing about it. It's good to hear about it. But go ahead until you actually handle it. Then it solidifies something in your heart that cannot be washed away. That has security. Yeah, that you can tie your life around it. Knowing that I know it. Oh, praise be to God. Yeah. So now, so now, let us not leave, leave where we are going to. Stephen. Kati, today we are Stephen. You look at this man, Stephen. A man full of the Holy Ghost. A man full of faith. And power. Yeah, build that statue of a perfect man. He was not yet perfect because he had, he had only two, two blocks. Yeah. 
And the house chap was supposed to go seven blocks. He only went two blocks. Just look at what that man can do with the two blocks. And yet God is expecting you to go up to the seven. What a glorious church we are going to be. We will go seven. We are supposed to go seven. The ministry of Peter could raise a man up to two. The, mini the ministry in the last days is supposed to raise a man up to seven. So let us lay our foundation correctly to be able to carry the rest of it right from the Holy Ghost. Oh, praise be to God. Yeah, right from the Holy Ghost. Ah, how they started with. You know, you can ask yourself. How did it start? Because these things here, all these things here, God did it in a way that sustained itself. Now, we, we, we are coming to this, this idea. Stephen, Stefano, a man full of the Holy Ghost and faith. If that primitive church could bring that man to that level with the little they knew, they didn't know that much. Do you know that? How do I know they didn't know much? Sometimes when they go to the lost table like we are going to have today, sometimes when they come to the communion, they assembled for the communion. Those guys were so primitive that some brethren would take communion until they get drunk. <laughs> the Bible says so. Paul said, this is not communion. Some drink the whole wine and then they are drunk. When the rest of the brethren come, there's no wine. Is indeed written like that. So you can see that the kind of people you are talking about. I mean, you can see the understanding of the word. People who can come and drink the whole wine you and get drunk. You find brothers are The rest of them, they say, where is the wine? They drunk the <laughs> I mean, we, we have something better, isn't it? We are not that crude, are we? But if the church they were with would raise Stephen as primitive as they were would raise Stephen surely we can raise something better not elsewhere you not from elsewhere can, this, this church this teaching should raise you not just to Stephen, but better. Why not? 
Now I've had it in Kenya. Kenya. Where people say that. Those things of Stephen, we left it. We are on a higher level. That's why I'm saying. Young, we, we are in the rocket age. Ah, Stephen, we... We left those things. You can, you can imagine Elon Musk building rockets. But he can't build a car. I can't believe that man. If he can build rockets, building a car should be easy. Isn't that so? That primitive church had men and women and the spirit of God was operating among them could heal the sick. Could cast out demons. Could do these things of the, the, the manifestation of the spirit. That is like building a simple car. We have something greater than those, those ones. But although we have something greater, but we should be able to cast up demons better and hear the six better than even those ones. Because we have something greater. You can now not say that we are no nowadays we are not able to cast out demons in the sea. We have something higher. It's like saying that they can build records, rockets, but they can build a car. Ah, that doesn't make sense. In our churches, we must heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, open the eyes of the blind. We have something better. We have the revelation of the message. Now, we should use the depth knowledge that we have in the message. To build a simple car even better. Does that make sense? Knowing what we know as believers, we should be able to deal with the issues of healing the sick, casting out demons, solving problems better than the Pentecostal. If we are not doing better than the Pentecostal, why have somebody building a rocket and can't build a car? That That is a lie. People are just cheating themselves. So if you have a problem up there, if you have a problem building a car, let's go back. How did the Stephen start building a car? Where did they start? Where is the foundation? And the foundation is this. First they knew the man. Jesus Christ. That was the very start. As an individual, they got to know the man Jesus Christ. And the whole revelation started from around there. I know him. 
He's alive. He's not a story. That's all it is. Oh, praise be to God. I know God is wonderful. And you know there's a place we are leading to. I know we are going to get there. Sister, brother. Sister, brother. There are people who have met the Lord in their lives. They are not scared. They know that when they are in darkness, the Lord is there. When they are in temptation, there is something that has happened in their lives that has a stronger impact than the temptation of a temptation, than the lure of a temptation. There is something that happened when something is calling them out of the way. And they remember what happened. Everything else dies. Every believer must have that kind of thing. And there must, there's a place it must be found. I believe by God's grace we are going to find it. Where? Where? Prayer. Kusaba. Yeah. <laughs> Just prayer. Kusaba. A man, a woman, personally went somewhere in a corner on the pulpit and sought God until God becomes a reality. They came from there a different person. That's the start. If it has not happened to you, ah, the moment you start going up here, it, 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 it will reveal that there is something you didn't do. God in your life must become a reality. You must say, I know this. You know, brethren, if some people will still doze around there, just let them doze, I think. <laughs> then this is not for them. <laughs> if this one cannot shake them awake, <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. I can't sleep. Even if I didn't sleep the whole of last night, I, I feel religious. To know him, God of heaven is real. Yeah. That's a start. Because if you don't get that one, anything else that you build on it, you're just, you're just being on air. Oh, praise be to God. Come out and there is a way. You know, sometimes we have, uh, uh, we have, we can, we can compare, we can uh, relate with the people who have been there. Where Brother Branham, especially, let's talk about Brother Branham. Met him. Now, I'm not talking about where he met, uh, when he was talking about in the in the, in the tree, when that voice was talking yeah, about the so tree. I'm talking about where he had a desire to, to meet him. Yeah. 
where he had a desire to meet you. Lord, where are you? Lord, talk to me. Yeah, he went and went and went until God talked to him. Yeah, that was not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But coming to the reality that God of heaven is. Even when you are asking the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are asking to somebody who knows he is there. You are not asking for blessing from air. Oh God, wherever you are living, please bless me. I can go to the place I heard his voice speak and experienced him. And I knew there. And I said, God who spoke to me, the God who told me, bless me. I am talking to a person. I am talking to a reality. I am not talking to an idea. I am not talking just a teaching. I am talking to a reality. Whoever comes to God must know that he is. Oh, before you go anywhere. Now, that's how it is, it, 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 there's a difference between people praying. Listen to somebody when he's praying. Is he talking to is he talking to a person? Or is he just uh, Reciting a poem. You listen to somebody praying and quote the words that he uses. And when, when it comes for you time to pray, you remember those words and you say, well, he said this once. Thank God for the gift of life. Thank God for the recorded words. Or are you actually talking to him? You cannot fake it. If you are talking to the man, somebody listening to you, you will know you are talking to a reality. You are not just talking to a recited word. You are not just talking a poem like children in school. And they, they are before the president. And they recite a poem. Is your prayers reciting a poem? Where your teacher has taught you. Oh, President Museveni, you understand that. Look at that. Look at their eyes. Look at their body language. Are they talking to a man? Or they are talking, remembering to a poem? Have you, have you just crammed a poem and you are trying to recite it? I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about prayer. When you are praying, are you reciting words that you are trying to remember? Or you are talking to a man? You cannot fake it. You meet him. 
When you are talking to him, as a man, as a reality, because whoever comes to God must believe that he is here. I'm talking to you, you are here. You are not just reciting things. Oh, praise be to God. At the place where you kneel and pray. Is your God real? Look at your words. Look at your presentation. Are you, are you actually talking to, God, to somebody? No. I'm not saying, are you actually talking to God? I'm saying, you actually talking to somebody. Is that somebody looking? Is that somebody looking at you? Is that somebody reacting to what you are saying? <laughs> or you just close your eyes and recite something? God listens to one who is talking to him. Not the one who is reciting it. So Amen. Amen. And he reveals to himself. He reveals himself. To the one who knows that God is. is. Because God of heaven is. Now, the, the greatest theme of the, the message of the hour was. The Lord Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. And he is here. Brother Branham said, The essence of my ministry is this. What the, what the whole of my ministry, my ministry is about this. I have come to declare that God is here. By gifts and signs and wonders. I have come to a Christian to show them the God of heaven that you hear. Is, is, not, is not a myth. It's not just an idea. It's not somebody that lives somewhere, somewhere far out there. He is here. He is listening to you. You can talk to him as a person. And he will hear you and you. And something even better. He is God. That is touched. By how you are feeling. Feelings. Feelings. If you are a husband and wife, or if you are a mother, and your baby has a flu, you don't, it's not just about how the baby is crying, or how the baby is looking like. A true mother can feel it. The thing that drives you, the passion of the mother, is not altogether what you are seeing. It is not altogether the, 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 the feel. You can feel the baby. That feel is the one which drives passion. 
So when you are praying, oh, it is not just the words, but it's something that is you that stirs up feelings in God that connects you with God and brings his presence down. That drive of feelings cannot be brought by somebody who is just reciting something. Reciting a prayer like the Catholics. No. <laughs> Not just saying prayers. But something in you that when you speak that when you react it, it says a feeling. And a feeling is about a touch. Attach. Touch God. Not just with words. There is something in you that you can touch God. And he will come down. Because he can be touched by the feeling of infirmities. I'm, I'm asking. Does your prayer Reach to a level that touches God. Yeah, touching God. Somebody can talk to you. Just, you can talk to you and you just ignore. But you can say something until you say, ah. Not just what he said. Not just what he said. Not just the words. But there's something about it that touches you. That's the secret of prayer. Brother Branham used to say, Touch God. Jesus is here. Touch him. You people in this row, touch him. Okay, this row, touch him. Then he will say, that, that, that lady here has touched the Lord. Then he said, no, no, wait, that one has touched the Lord. What did she do? What did she do that touched the Lord? And, and the next one didn't touch the Lord. Yes, sir. There is a thing you can do. That you can touch God. And you see the Spirit of God moving from that one that one touched. How did they touch God? God is real. And you can touch him. Yes. Wow. And when you touch him, he comes down. And you have a personal relationship. It's not a theory. It's not a thought. He's real. He can be touched. And he responds. Sometimes the reason why we don't see God moving in our midst. We don't know how to touch him. We are so theoretical. We are so intellectual. Remember, we are so intellectual. I used to ask myself when Brother Branham was in America, in his ministry, 
he did not have a lot of success among the Americans. Strangely, uh, 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 like he did in a, among the people in South Africa. And many of the South Africans were heathens, you know God. But in America, you know what? Some of them had even received the Holy Ghost. Some of them? Not received the Holy Ghost. Some of them had even received the Holy Ghost. They were Christians. They knew the word. They were living lives. They even had the Holy Ghost. But when the Holy Ghost is, dead, is, is, is moving around like that, some even who are good Christians couldn't touch him. So, success in, uh, well, praying for the sick was very poor among the Americans. Uh, uh, compared to Africans who are not even Christians. It looks like this one, they are able to touch God easier. Americans. Why? Answer. Intellectual. You reach a place where you are intellectual about it. <laughs> You are used to intellectual speeches. No, the touch. Touch. Let your prayer touch God. People who can touch God. Yeah, who can enter into prayer until they touch God. And he is always there to respond. And I feel that believers are leaning towards the Americanism. Yeah. You know, we are taught so much. And quote after quote And we are placed here. Yeah. But God does not dwell here. God dwells in the heart. You know our problem. We operate from here. We don't operate from so here. Mm. Let me just rest there a little bit here. Because of going to school and inventing things and, 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 and being able to reason, we have expanded human brain capacity. And that, uh, and that brain is the one which gives us food, solves our problems. So we have come to rely on this. Every problem that we have, we rely on this. We have failed. Now, so we rely on the headquarters of, the, of, of Satan. Because Satan dwells with the mind. But God dwells in the mutima. We have promoted this. And not that. You say how? Can I answer that question? When somebody, when somebody has a problem, 
Maybe sickness. Maybe um, a need. What is our first reaction about that problem? Our first reaction about the problem it is where we are leaning to, where we are used to. You will do like this. If it is in Kenya and you have a problem, you look for money. You look for a place where you can get which is okay. It is all. Because we know money will solve a lot of problems. But the other people, spiritual people, when the problem falls, they look for prayer. <laughs> they, they quickly think about praying. They know that he is here. If somebody knows he is here, when there is a problem, they quickly turn to him. Because they know he is here. But if they don't know he is here, if they don't know that he's here, when there's a problem, they'll turn to where they know the uh, 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 help can be found. It shows where you are. In the first church, when there was a problem, and Peter had been arrested, what was the first alternative they rushed to? What was the first? The church came together, prayed. It shows what is their strong hold. Where's the strong point? In the man, or what the intellectual can give them. When we have a problem, we, we rush for material solutions. They are not wrong. I'm not saying they are wrong. They are right. Because that's all you know. You, you rush to what you know. Is that true? But if a problem arises in a, at home, a child is sick, a danger has happened, and sister is there. Sister Let me see the first decision she will make. And I know where she is leaning. There's a sister. Maybe you are a sister. You have a corner in the house. You have hung there the pillow of fire. I don't know where it is. And you nailed that place. And prayed. And the presence of God came down. And spoke to you. If you have a problem. 
You are likely to resort to that place. Because that is one which gave you a solution. Even you never had a solution from a place like that, you cannot think about it. Did you get that? If you have never had a victory there, that place. If your prayer never gave you victory there. And there's a problem comes to it is very difficult to think about that. Because you have never had a success there. You look for a place, the next possible place. Which is okay. But it depends on where you are leaning. Amen? But that point where a man met Jesus Christ. And Jesus is real. Brother, sister. Brother, sister. There is nothing on earth that man Jesus cannot do. Whether big or small. Money is okay. Sending somebody to help you is okay. Or if you are a, if you are a problem and you somebody is sick and you know a good doctor, go to him. If you know somebody can help, go to him. If you have a, a problem, a financial problem, and you know a brother that can lend you money, you are not sinning to say, you are not sinning to go and ask for help. It is perfectly alright. It is perfectly okay. But when the problem has hit you, where do you go to? First, you go to a place you have had success. So I'm asking, as a place of the altar of prayer, did you pray until you get you got success? That's where because these other things will fail. You may have good doctors, they will fail. You may have financial problems and friends will fail. They should help. But, but many times they fail. But there is one that cannot fail. At that place, Altar of prayer. Some who had success on that point there. They know he's there. And every time I go there, the presence of God comes down. Yeah, they are not scared. They know God is alive. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. Those wow. are Christians. Time has come for us to invest at that point. Because as the devil comes with the floods money will not solve it. The government will not solve it. Relatives cannot solve it. But there is a man. Yeah. Do you know him? 
Do you know him? May oh, God help us. May you know him today. He is found on your knees. At the place of prayer. Jesus is the answer. Yes, you find him there. Do you know him? When there's a problem, where you live. Do you know him? When there's a problem, we'll see where you are. Oh, praise be to God. I used to be a teacher, I go by time. Let us stand up and pray. <laughs> Reach out and touch the Lord. I see passes by. You will find it's not to be to hear your heart's cry. Yes, but about this moment. All your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord's sea. Going back. Oh, reach out and touch the Lord's sea. Going back. You will find it's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. Yes, he's passing by this moment. All your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the and he knows about you. He's real.